This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I am Cheney Crab. I am Naveen Copperweiss. If you would like to grab a Copper Crab Podcast merch, then go to coppercrab.bigcartel.com. If you do not know, Naveen and I are in a band. It is called Entheos. And if you would like to buy Entheos merch, you can find it at www.entheosstore.com. Last week, we put all of our leftover tour merch in the Entheos merch store. A lot of you found out about it on Discord. We launched it on Friday. I've decided to not announce it on the band page until sometime this week because you guys... uh, we're giving you guys grabbing, early yeah, access. You guys have been grabbing a lot of stuff. I want to give you access just in case any of you want to get something. There are a couple of shirts that are pretty close to running out. Um, we've got tour date shirts up there. It's all pretty sick merch. I am happy with our merch spread from this last tour. I think we did a good job. I would like to pat us both on the back. I think we did. Naveen, I think we came, up, it. Naveen came up with our um, best seller of the tour, the pink hoodie. Yeah, seriously. It was uh, pretty crazy. Yeah. Pretty crazy. So, yeah, if you want to grab any of that stuff, it's up in the merch store right now. We're also going to be dropping a super sick bag in the near future. I, I think that we're probably going to do it in the next two weeks or so. Should we, oh, should we show the bag at some point? Maybe next week. We'll yeah, show we'll it. show the bag next yeah. week. But I can assure you it's like one of the coolest bags um, that I've ever seen a band make. It's Basically a replica of another bag. <laughs> I don't want to say one. Yeah, I know. But uh, <clears throat> it's it's just a really sick bag. I'm excited to show you guys. I don't think that that matters, but who knows? I'm just going to. Anyways, so hope you all have been having a good week. We, If you did not tune in to the podcast last week, you can still check it out on YouTube and um, Spotify. And if you don't know, we're on Twitch on Tuesdays. Uh, over the summer, it's at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We hang out live on Twitch. We do the podcast live on Twitch. You can come and hang for the pre-show and the post-show, um, which we do not put on YouTube or Spotify. We kind of hang out with everyone and listen to music or just talk about whatever. So come and hang out with us on Twitch. Um, but yeah, if you did not listen to the podcast last week, then... You missed us talking about the first half of our European tour with Archspire and Psychroptic and Benighted, which honestly it seems like so long ago because we did an entire North American or entire U.S. tour after like 10 days after we got back from Europe. Yeah. But we're kind of going through date by date and just talking about each day. Kind of a like audio journal of sorts. <laughs> So where did we leave off last week? Um, I believe we left off in Spain, Barcelona. Oh, wait. We kind of talked about this because we had to go that... We had to go and trade in all of our money Uh because we had a bunch of different currencies of money. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you can only pay for the bus with euros. We had to go trade everything in for euros, but we kind of got to go see the city and... Oh, yeah, I talked about my sweatpants. I got, like, my new favorite pair of pants from uh, Bershka. Dressy cargo pants. That's right. That's right. Cheney Crab 2023. That's right. And then, uh, yeah, so we haven't done the podcast in a while. 
And that's why we were kind of going over these dates to tell you guys what we've been up to. Making excuses, basically, for not doing the podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> what we were doing uh, on that long break, if you will. So the next day after Spain would be France Montpellier. And this is the day that... Oh, wait, we talked um, about this, too. That's the day that Benighted brought all the cheeses. One of their girlfriends <laughs> brought us a bunch um, of cheeses. I think cheeses. that was Leon. Oh, wait, well, then wh- where was Montpellier? So Montpellier was the show that we played uh, where you buy the merch and all, and the bars were all outside. And the venue oh. was a really small venue, which was indoors. Right. But you didn't have to go in there. Um to buy a drink or to buy merch or anything. So when we played, they were taking a long time to get people in to the venue. Right. Like the security. Mm -hmm. And we played only a half hour after doors. Right. So we played while everybody was still kind of coming in and they were getting a, you know, whatever they wanted to get a beer. They wanted to hang out a little bit. So we played to very few people that day. Yeah. There were very few people watching us that day. Well, because... Yeah, just the setup of it was strange. And I think that you also had to stand in line and get a coin and then stand in and you had to trade your money in for a coin for drinks. And then you had to stand in an entirely different line to actually get your drinks. So So it was like it was taking a long time for people to get inside in the first place and then to get a coin and then to get a drink. And you didn't have to go inside. So, yeah, we didn't play in front of very many people. And this is actually something that is kind of a cool point that a lot of people might not know about. And that is when you are first on a tour, Mm -hmm. um, hopefully they, the tour is cool and they give you an hour before, you know, when the door is open till when you play. Uh, And on this tour, I think it was mainly a half hour. Some days it was 15 minutes. Really? Some days it was very quick yeah. when we played in Europe. But uh, on the U.S. tour that we just did, we were first as well. But there was always an hour in between yeah. doors and us playing. So it didn't really compromise. Yeah. And I will say on the rest of the our states in Europe, it wasn't really a problem. No. It was just this one day we got hit with you know that perfect storm of just getting screwed, basically. Yeah, that was a... I mean, the rest of the tour was so good that it was kind of whatever. But, I mean, that is the type of thing that can really wear you down if you're doing it every single day and the tour is not doing well. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to a show. Try to get there early. Try and get there early to see see the, the first band. Honestly, after doing these two tours and playing first, Chaney and I now, uh, we are going to try to get to shows earlier. Uh, absolutely we even did this the, the other day when we uh saw converge yeah we got there early to see frail body because we were like that was just us yep. that was us you know and you know you can kind of it's easy to to not want to get there until the headlining band or the band that you want to see and no one really knows when shows start because it's kind of unclear like i think that sometimes it'll be different on facebook one, Facebook's one thing and the ticket's another. Right. Kind of or yeah. people won't understand like the, the order 
in which bands are listed. Ex- yeah. Because that happened to us a few times too, where it was like, they go, they list it, Entheos, Signs of the Swarm, Arch Spire, White Chapel, and they mistake it, at, or they, they mistake it as us playing later in the night, whatever. Stuff, yep. ha- stuff happens and people, you don't, so kind of assume that the first band is going to probably play within a half an hour's of Doors. Yep. Uh, well, I think usually it'll say Doors at this time, show at this time. Maybe it's just not as common. I think in Europe they tend to, there were a few shows where like the thing that they would put online just wasn't the we'll same as what would happen in real life. Yeah. And then, I mean, I'm looking at this flyer right now, uh, this Archspire flyer from Europe, and it's got Entheos, is, you can clearly see that we're first, but then Psychoptica and Benighted, they're like side by side. Uh, so yeah. you, I, I, it's not totally clear who's direct support. Right. Yeah, it's kind of hard to figure out. <clears throat> so, and then who knows what, it, what it's advertised on the venue's website. Yeah. So honestly, I feel like shows these days... They're pretty well run. Totally. In my experience. Totally. And the whole thing doesn't even take that long anyway. So just get there early and watch all the bands. Yeah. Fuck it. I have actually been thinking about that. I feel like it's becoming more prominent for bands to just go on tour with three or four bands. Tour packages used to be six, seven Bands, six. It would be like six bands. It would be like five or six bands, and then three open, like locals. But I feel like that's not happening as much anymore. Uh, And set times, you know, it's only like a thirty-minute set for each opening band. So yeah. So yeah, I think I think for now on, when we go to shows, we're gonna try to get there early. Yeah. And watch all the bands. If Cheney can get ready. If I can get ready in time. Uh, okay, so that was pretty much the wrap on that pair, uh, that France show. Then we went to Switzerland, and that's that really cool club. Hey, but before we go to Switzerland, we should say shout out to the people who were in there when we played that night. Yeah, yeah, because there were there, there were, were some people. people, and there was a bunch of people who came up to us at merch and talked to us and saying that they were fans and totally that type of stuff. So yeah, it wasn't like we played to like two people. It was still a pretty good show. Yeah, it was just less populated. We're just being little whiners. <laughs> What's going on here? You gotta whine sometimes, right? Yeah, especially when you're in France. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just got it. <laughs> Terrible. Um, okay, so then we went to Switzerland. And this venue is called Kiff. Oh, Kiff is the best. Yeah, Kiff is really cool. I love playing Kiff. What can we say about it? Okay, so <laughs> Kiff, they, first of all, cook an amazing, like, home-cooked meal. They have, like, a whole dining hall, basically. Yeah. And everyone who works there and all the bands, they're all eating together. And it's really pleasant. It's very pleasant. Yeah, it's really um, nice. It, it's in like the bottom, the basement room, which the last time that we played there, that was the room that we played in. So we ate in that room and then played in the room. This time we ate in that room and we played the room that was on the second floor. And the show was great. But after the show, there was like a goth rave downstairs. Yeah, I didn't go though. I went. You did go? Yeah, it was, it was pretty weird. <laughs> it was <laughs> it super was like, goth, right? It was like super goth. Uh 
I didn't hang for very long, but it was cool to be in there. The music was sick. Yeah. Um, it was very, it was very like, I remember like a goth guy coming up to us after the show and he was the nicest. It was Hold a on, weird juxtaposition. So, <clears throat> there was kind of like an empty lot that had like some sparse twigs and sticks and it was night and it was a little foggy. And this like totally goth guy like comes walking <laughs> through all that. That's who you're talking about. Yes. And it looked so menacing. You know, he's like got, I mean, he kind of looked black metal almost. <clears throat> and then, yeah, it turns out he like was super nice. He just was like, the nicest me, guy the, ever. Uh... <laughs> yeah. It was like, whoa. <laughs> it didn't make sense. Yeah. It was really funny. Uh, the staff at KIF is amazing. I don't know. I've never had a bad experience there. I played drums that day too. Yeah, the backstage is really nice. There's um, there's a beer tap. In there's the a backstage. beer tap in the backstage. Yeah, so that's kind of you know in give the, you an idea. In the old podcasts, I had this postcard on our shelves that had a black cat on them. It was a yellow card with a black cat, and I got that from Kiff because Kiff like makes postcards, and every time I go, I ask if I can take some, and I took some this time as well. So also another another uh, fun fact is they're knocking it down. They are. Yeah, we so found it's, out. It's, we go on and on about how great this venue is, right? <clears throat> but in Switzerland, uh, they fund venues there. And according to them, the venue is whack. And they're going <laughs> to knock it down. Yeah, we were, I was like flabbergasted by that. Yeah. They're knocking what? it down and building a whole this new one. This is the one. nicest <clears throat> yeah. venue in America. Yeah. Like, yes, they're, they're building a new one a couple miles away. And they're trying to copy the venue that we were talking about last week that was so nice and um it was the second show that we played that was uh the netherlands yes nine again that was breaking news uh-huh yep okay then we headed on over to italy uh milan oh that was a good show nico was at the show that's right nico santoro was at the show he came and hung out he's in uh how do you say Nika's Lilock? Lilic. Lilic. He was in The Faceless. He yep. was in Suicidal Tendencies. He's in Darkest Hour right now. Yeah. Sick guitar player. Yeah. Sick dude. Sick dude. He came out to the show. He was there. Um, that was just an awesome show. I remember the the people of Milan going off. Yeah. Uh, I think Italians are, are less reserved. Super. They're yeah. uh, down to have a good time. Yeah, because there are certain places in Europe where people are a little more reserved. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, to us, we consider them to be reserved. Right. Because we're, like, wild Americans. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and it, I think it's just a it's just a different vibe. Yeah, it's just, um, I, it's just, like, a thing that... That's just you know, their culture. They yeah, go to the show, cul- they watch it. That's what I was looking it. for. It's their culture. Yeah, yeah it's just a cultural difference. They're not like having a, you know, a beer helmet. But I actually enjoy that. <laughs> I enjoy that crowds are a little different everywhere because yeah. I think that it um, it gives you the ability to, to learn how to play in front of a bunch of different kinds of crowds. That's really true. Because the reality is that like every single crowd you play, your hometown crowd might go off for your band and like the entire place is a mosh pit right. and it's crazy and then you go somewhere else and that's just not how people react to music but it doesn't mean that they don't like it 
They just observe it in a different yeah. way. And they, they, they're having a similar reaction. It's just in a different way, a more reserved way. And I think that it's fun to play in front of different kinds of crowds because it teaches you how to be comfortable playing yeah. in front of all different kinds of crowds. That's really true. And the, I mean, especially for you, because for me, I'm just kind of playing the same no matter what. I guess I, there's a little more headbanging if I'm into it more. Mm -hmm. But for you and vocalists in general, they thrive off of that crowd reaction. Yeah. I, I mean, to, to from what I can tell. Yeah. So I think as a vocalist or a front person, it's going to teach you so much more about playing in front of different audiences. And, th and that kind of goes with touring here too. Absolutely. Yeah, the crowd's different every night. And just touring in general. I, I think a lot of people, uh, I mean, these days a lot of bands are internet-based mm -hmm. or they don't really play live that much because you can build your band without going on tour. Yeah. But you become a totally different type of musician when you've played hundreds of shows. Totally. It's a different thing because there is... um. I think that for some people, it can be super uncomfortable to play in front of people, period. Or people that don't <clears throat> like your band or haven't oh, heard it. Oh, right. Because sometimes you will be on stage. We might have talked about this in the last episode, but sometimes you'll be on stage and there will be one person in the crowd who doesn't, who you can tell hates your band. Yeah. Or multiple people. Yeah. And they'll stand there like stone faced. They don't give a fuck about your band and you have to like be comfortable playing to people like that. Yeah. And it's something that you, it, it's built up over time. And I think, you know, yeah, it's like what Naveen is saying before the internet, you had to play shows all the time. That's where you were really cutting your teeth. And still, I think it's really important to play shows. It's a different <clears throat> monster, <Yeah>. like <clears throat> building your band, uh, as a as a live band is much different than being a, an internet based band, um, 100%. and it's even beyond like the playing to crowds. It's like it's the chemistry within a band. I think there's something to be said for a band who uh, works well in a live environment. I really love a good live band. Yep, and just being able to react to problems or oh yeah things that come up when you're doing it live and i think that's i hope that that continues to be as popular as it is now because there's nothing like it oh yeah even though bands can form and grow their band without going on tour i definitely recommend it seems like it's still pretty much the goal to go on tour a lot of bands want to do that i think so yeah, yeah. i mean they're what's cool on the What's cool about the internet is that for those people who do not ever want to play live, and there are a ton of people like that. I have friends like that. They want to be musicians, but they have no desire to go on tour. They have no desire to ever play a show. So the internet is very cool for people like that who I think it's given, I mean, it's not even I think, it's that it's obviously given the opportunity for musicians to build themselves in different ways and to be different kinds of musicians. Yeah. But if you want to be like a live touring, in a live touring band, I think that it really is important to play shows. And it'll just make you better at actually playing your instrument. Absolutely. I mean, it like made <clears throat> me 
a totally different type of drummer. Once I went on tour and I was playing shows every night. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's nothing like it. Playing live is a different monster for a vocalist as well. It's like you, there are th- aspects of doing vocals that you just do not think about if you're, if you're strictly recording. For instance, you know, if you, if you go, if you switch in between voices a lot or you're punching in yeah. a million mm-hmm. times, it's a whole different monster to get all of that stuff down and to be able to do it in a live environment while like exerting energy and not always, you know, you have to learn how to breathe and there, there are just so many different things about it. Not lose your voice. Uh, yeah, it's a different monster. So yeah. Like whereas on recording or doing it, uh, piece by piece, you don't don't have to be able to, string it all together just yet not at all i actually heard this on a comedy podcast the other day and it's interesting because comedians have to go out and actually like people see all of the stuff that musicians get to hide we get to hide how many times we totally blew it in the studio there are ways to hide that what you really hear when you hear a finished song is like our it's, version of what we want you to hear. yeah it's what we want you to hear we yeah. were able to manipulate that to make it what we want you to hear um and playing it live is kind of a you know that's going out and really cutting your teeth with the material enough of that tangent yeah. um what was the next thing <clears throat> so the next day was munich and that's also a really cool venue and it's uh it's called backstage it's the one that's got it's got a lot of plants and trees everywhere and it's multiple buildings the dining venue oh, <coughs> building was yes. in another building and it's can be confusing it's maze like i kind of what you you uh you're not are you plugged into there oh, your no, hdmi I'm okay damn the next week i was going to say you should pull up a picture of this venue it's kind of cool looking Oh yeah, that venue is amazing. Yeah. Um, the show was really good that night. What was also cool about that venue is that the sound booth was on this. Um, what would you call that? It was like an overhead railing. Yeah, it's like a a little bri- like a bridge. Yeah, in the venue, and it's up high, and it connects the two backstage areas. Right. And so we could actually stand up there and watch the show. Yeah, which that was, was really, really cool. awesome. Yeah. I watched, like, everyone's set that night. Yeah, it was really fun. In that area. I wonder how that affects the sound, though. Uh, apparently, it doesn't sound as good up there because you don't have as much low, low end. Ah, uh, right. So it doesn't sound as good up there, but whatever. <clears throat> really cool venue, though. Nonetheless, the dinner, the catering that day was great. Also really good catering. <laughs> I remember having a lot of fun <laughs> that day. Uh, we hung out. We had, like, a bit of a an after party <coughs> a that little night. bro down yeah we hung out we in did. the parking lot for a long time that night and yeah. drank some whiskey and just hung out everyone on the tour yeah so on tours like uh the europe tour they'll give you what's known as a bus call every night yes and that's just like what time you got to be in the bus that's when it's leaving and they don't check to see if everybody's in there it's no. just at that time the bus fires up and it leaves. Yeah. So the bus driver is waking up and they're it. leaving. So you better be on the so bus. So if you're not on it, you're getting ditched. Yeah, you're that, screwed. That's that. Um, and then but, you have to find, then you have to get a train ticket 
and figure out how the hell to get to the yeah. show the next day. So Which has happened. Luck. Not to any of us, but it, ha- it has happened. It did not happen on that tour. No. Either. Um, but that night it was late. It was a late call and there wasn't really much to do around there. And yeah, everyone was just like hanging out in the parking lot. Yeah, it was awesome. And we were, I think we were, yeah, we were saying how cool it would be to have like a bum fire, like in a barrel. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have... We did not have that, that because it was freezing. It would have been the whole time I was like, man, a bonfire would be sick right now. Yeah. I don't know if that's like appropriate to call yeah. it a bonfire. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. But everybody knows it. Like from a 90s movie. Yeah. In Chicago. It's a good old fashioned uh, barrel fire. Yeah. There, we, there go. we go. That's the 20, the updated version. Yes. <laughs> um. So that was a, a good show. Fun day. Uh. Next day was Austria. In Vienna at the arena. Let me look that up. Arena. Got to jog my memory. <coughs> arena venue. <coughs> huh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Vienna? It was, that was, we also had a, <laughs> a hangout session that night. Too. We did. Vienna. So this one is also really cool. It's like a really old looking brick building and there's like graffiti all over it. And then yes. they also have right next to that. It's another complex. Like most of the venues in Europe are like these complexes. And it when you first show up, you don't know where to go. It takes a while to, to figure, figure it like out. Where's the venue? Yeah. Or where's the one we're playing rather? <laughs> True. Well, this day I remember that I got to do laundry and the la- where the laundry was was like a half a mile from the backstage. Yeah, it's... So they also had an outdoor venue right next to it and then there was also this like brick kind of tower thing coming yeah. off the venue. It's really cool. Do you remember going to get coffee a few blocks away that day? We went with Andrew and Miles and we got yeah. a bunch of mm-hmm. coffee at a restaurant. Yeah, and uh, Vale of Maya was playing that night at another venue. right was i think avatar maybe yeah we were talking but we didn't actually end up meeting up and uh that was also the day <clears throat> that i saw the swirl i yes. saw these this flyer with like uh, swirling eyeballs coming out of it yeah and i was like cheney come here dude we need to make that and put it on a shirt and we did on a tie-dye <laughs> swirl shirt and it's available at www.entheostore.com. And it is available. Uh, and it also looks <laughs> r- really sick, and it was a top seller. Definitely a top seller. It's a oh, sick right. shirt. I wear it. And we did chain. We did put clocks on the eyeballs. Yes, we did. So we it, uh, freaked it. Yeah. So uh, kind of a cool idea. That's kind of, uh, you know, that's honestly how I think of a lot of merch designs. Yeah, you just see. Steal them. <laughs> no it's not a st- oh my god i get inspired you're getting us a cease <clears throat> and desist right now from they don't know they from don't know the, the eye poster guy i mean to be fair it's completely different no it's I mean, way different yeah. see that's the you you take inspiration yeah you take influence but you never copy yeah totally i, I do that with music too yeah, yeah I'm like i want to like but i don't think anybody can listen to our songs and say oh he he copied this one part i mean yeah totally it's just and I, I used to actually do that when I was a kid. I would try to figure out how to play like band songs, but I couldn't figure it out. So I just write my own part that was kind of like it. I kind of do that too. I'll go and learn a chord or something that I like from a song and then I just fuck around with it. Yeah. 
but mainly that's I how just, you learn how to yeah. do new things. Yeah, there you go. So it's okay to borrow stuff from people. Of course, it's not a big deal. Everything's Every, already been invented. Everything is copy. Yeah, there's a quote about that somewhere, but yeah, I believe it's everything is copy. Okay. Well, no, I think there are a few. <laughs> there are a few quotes about it. Okay, so the next day, the quote is <clears> copy. <throat> are we done with Austria? Yeah, Austria was a great show. I remember. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> the shower. Some... I know that I touch on the foods and the showers, but the shower that day was fantastic because it was a huge room with a shower in it. Which oh, yeah. some showers that you go into in Europe, it's like you're walking into a closet and that's the shower. And like if you walk out of the shower, then it's a room that everyone's in. Yeah, and weird. for me, it's like, you know, I'm the only woman on a lot of these tours. I need like a room to change. Everyone wants their privacy. It's not even just me. We all like privacy. And I'm trying to like have a whole room where I can do my makeup. I can freak my thing for yeah. like a good hour and a half if i want to so that day had a specifically particularly good shower uh, you know what? and not, i washed my clothes I, <clears throat> i'm not like that at all and i don't remember any of the showers really really i mean i remember the ones that were uh really weird like the one in prague that was like flooding everywhere like the whole floor was covered in water prague <clears throat> we'll, get, we'll get there we'll get yeah, i'm there. trying to remember the shower but i but yeah, I'm just like, I don't know. It's a shower. Yeah. And all, a lot a lot of days I just wouldn't even take a shower. Wait, the like, one right. in Prague, I know we're <laughs> skipping, but that actually is the one I was just referencing where you literally, you literally walk into a room. Okay. You go downstairs. Yeah, it's like in the backstage. Yeah. The yeah. room, the door to the shower is just in the backstage. So you like are walking from a huge backstage room into a shower and it was flooding underneath the door everywhere like all of my shit was wet after i got out of the shower my whole because i take my backpack you have to be very like on it with wh yeah. where all of your stuff is on tour and how you're storing it and where you're taking it at what time so i know where every single item that i have on tour is because i'm like all right this is what i take with me to the shower this is what i take to here this is where my stage clothes are so my shower backpack was just a fucking wet mess after that. Yep. Yep. Uh, so the next day, we went all the way to Slovakia. Whoa, that was amazing. We drank Turkish coffee. We bought a Turkish coffee pot, or a Turkish, two Turkish coffee cups, a Turkish coffee pot. Yep. And Turkish um, coffee. Turkish coffee that day. That yep. has a lot of cardamom in it. Imported it. Yes. Um, and we also kind of just walked around. It's like, the, okay, so when we showed up there, that's when you really feel like I'm far from home. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was different. Yeah. And there was a little convenience store. And when I say little, I mean little. Like this is. <laughs> it was about as big as this podcast. Right? Yeah. It was like really little. This would take the place of like Target, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was, I mean, they had everything there. They really did, but you really had to look hard for it yeah it was loaded with stuff <laughs> and then it was also it was kind of like a hoarders okay imagine a bedroom that had hoarding levels of goods in it but it was all like slightly organized it was organized yeah it was all organized but it was like it felt like you were in a hoarder's house yeah. like you had to walk around and the women and running the shop were like 
tripped out when we walked in there. It was like, whoa, who are these people? Because they don't have a whole lot of tourism there. No. But you and I went to an insanely good Mexican restaurant that day. Yeah, we did. It was like really good. Brian discovered it. Brian found it. He was like, there's a really good Mexican place here. Yeah, and we got like in like super good margaritas. Yeah, and it was really, really nice. Wow. Um, Now the show, the venue, people were up in there. Smoking twigs. Roasting twigs. Yeah, just, it was cigarettes. Yeah, straight up smoking. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to smoke weed at the soundboard. I don't know if that was legal to do in Slovakia. And weed is probably not legal. Did you do that? Yeah, at the soundboard. I'm going to cut this out of the, <laughs> the YouTube. Why? Why? I don't know. Can I say that I did that? Who cares? What yeah, so for you? I think me and uh, another person were in there at the soundboard. Someone who yeah. was doing our sound. Uh. Oh, that was also the day because of the cigarettes. I was carrying around sticks of incense just like throughout the venue, like with me. <laughs> yeah. Because see, one of the things that happens when cigarettes are allowed in a, in a venue, our clothes, our backpacks, our hair, everything smells like cigarettes. And like, who knows how long it will be before our clothes lose the cigarette smell. So I was just like, Carrying around that incense in hopes that that would be what would bleed onto my backpack and clothes. Uh, it didn't work, though. But I smelled good at the time. It was a good idea while it was happening. It wasn't that bad. I think, I bet 10 years ago, it was probably a lot worse. A lot less people smoke than then. Yeah. But uh, the venue was cool. It had, it had like a really old world vibe. <laughs> yeah. It did have an old world vibe. And it was it, super sick. Yeah. And it was uh, <clears throat> decorated kind of, I don't really know how to explain it, but it was just, it looked like a really old bar. Uh, it also had like <clears throat> whole, like what columns throughout yeah. the entire venue. Yeah. It was super old school. I actually took a picture of the bar that day just because it looked so cool and like mm-hmm. old world. And then it was down a brick cobblestone alley yes and in order for us to load the bus had to actually park far from the venue and they came with vans and loaded all the gear into the minivans and brought it back over there yeah and um at night it was like a ghost town i was honestly so surprised that there were that many metalheads there there had to have been like two three hundred people there Yeah, it was a good show it was crazy and i believe one of the pa speakers was blown it was yeah we were like, all right, well, we're just going to rip it. It was just fun. Yeah. That was just, yeah, like you said, that was one of the days where I was like, okay, we are far from home right now. Yeah. But it was so cool. That is like, those countries to me are the, some of the most, some of the coolest to see in Europe. Because, uh, you know, there are a lot of places that are kind of similar to America, but not, definitely not Slovakia. Or yeah. Slovakia. Was it Slovakia? Yeah, we went to Slovenia the last time. <clears throat> yeah. So, next day, uh, Budapest. Oh, my God. The catering lady. Catering lady, really nice. Made a bunch of food. She caters, like, every show that comes through Budapest, and uh, she makes cakes. Yeah. I think her name is the Catering Queen on Instagram. But she out. makes these she makes like a special cake for every single show that she caters and her catering is really delicious. 
That was super awesome. We had these backstages that were, they were each, um, they're like little a trailer. trailers. <clears throat> we walked around. Budapest is a very beautiful city. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a lot to see there. We walked up on this hill. There's a big Jesus statue. Yeah. We saw that. <clears throat> it overlooked the entire city. Yeah. It was pretty cool. But yeah, that show, again, was a great show. It was a really good show. Uh, I remember the lights specifically being really good at that show. The The lighting director was really good. The LD, house LD. Yeah. Yeah, but it was really cool. Walking around the city that day was really the most, what I remember the most. We walked around yeah. and got breakfast and got a drink and just kind of saw everything in the city. Such a beautiful place. Uh, and then the next day, of course, was Prague, which was really, really fun. The venue was great. The Prague is one of the most, the most beautiful city in the world. Definitely one of, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely it's amazing. It's super goth. It's super gothic. Really got it looks straight up like a level out of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, absolutely. There's statues everywhere. In real life. And Rob had never seen Rob Brown, our guitar player, had never seen uh he'd never been there. Yeah, he was like He was he mind was blown. mind blown by it. He's like, I gotta get a picture of this. Yeah, I mean and Prague is also like a very easily accessible downtown to where we've played there before. So uh these past two times. So it's just easy to walk into the really cool like town area from where we play. Well, I guess last time we had to ride a train into town. But this time it was like 15 minute walk or something. And it's just, there's a, what's the main, the, the bridge, the touristy bridge that everyone goes over in Prague. I don't know the name of it, but it's, it's super, it's super yeah. famous. And so, yeah, I looked that up and it was close enough for us to walk. So we walked around, saw everything. Yeah, we saw. And then uh, Malika, Malika lives in Prague. Uh, you know, the vocalist, she was in Abnormality. She's now in Unfathomable Ruination. And she came to the show that night. Uh, it was cool to see her. Very cool. Prague's a sick city. I love that place. Okay. And then the shower that we talked about before. And of course, the shower <laughs> that was leaking everywhere. Or not leaking, it was just... It just wasn't really built for like 25 people to take a shower. No. It was like just water everywhere. Yeah, it was everywhere. Uh, next day, Poland. Oh, Poland. I feel like we talked about Poland already for some reason. Uh, we did because we talked about how like the building, we we went to shower in a building across the street or it was across just the little area. Yeah. Uh, and from the outside, the building looked pretty like the area looked kind of run down. But then when you go inside of the building, it was completely like renovated and remodeled. And there was like a whole... A photo shoot of models happening on one of the floors. And then we went up to the hostel and it was like one of the nicest hostels I've ever been in in my life. So uh, then they had a hostel for the band to go like take a shower in or hang out. I didn't go in. Uh, yeah, so. we could take showers there. Yeah. And then the venue, uh, when we walked in, they, like, it looked like it only had half of a PA. Mm-hmm. It was like there was, it was only on one side. So we right. were all kind of like, hmm, how's it, you know, how's that going to work? But it sounded fine. The it show was actually was amazing. a really good show. Like, uh, this day is actually w- more one of the days that I that I think about a lot on the tour. We went to the mall that day. Yep. And we went uh, across the street. There was a gym. And it looked really old. Oh, yeah. And I was like, man, I got to check this out. And uh, it was like a legit old school, like Soviet era gym. It was, there was a, 
a fucking wood burning stove in there. And it was so cool. They had all these old posters on the wall and stuff. And I, like, I didn't want to be too much of a tourist and like take a bunch of pictures, but, uh, I got to work out there and the guy who ran it was really nice. And it was only five bucks to get in. Like everything in Poland is really cheap. So, uh, I went in there and attempted to work out. Yeah. The show was was really really awesome. Then there was a dance party after the show and we all went in and kind of hung out and and danced until bus call. Oh, Todd, someone almost lost their phone that night. Someone did lose their phone because we crowd surfed him. Yeah. So it ended up all of us like (laughs) being on the floor, like looking for the phone. Buzz. And then it was found. I think it was Todd Stearns. Yeah. It was a buzzkill. And then he f- someone turned it into the bar and found it. Yeah. So. That was also really fun. Uh, yeah, that dance party was so much fucking fun. And at the dance party, they had like this old school computer. I think that was the theme of it. It was like yeah. an 80s dance party or something. Or it was like 90s. It was 90s. Okay. And then they had an old school computer there. Uh, I had, was running some like PC games from the 90s. And yeah. Were just, s- s- standing around playing it. Yeah, it was super cool. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a very cool day. I think about that day a lot, actually. Uh, next day was Berlin. Berlin. Always a good time. A good city. Yep. Never had a bad time in Berlin. We did nope. try to go get Mustafa's, which is a super famous donor kebab spot. I think we also talked yeah. about this, but the line was, I don't Down know, two hours long. Block. Yeah. I believe they said it was, I think someone in line behind us was like it's going to be an hour and a half wait and we're like we don't have time for this yeah but Channy and i stayed at a uh like when we first kind of got together i did an animals as leaders tour and then it ended and Channy flew over and we stayed for a week mm-hmm. and we actually went to was it a week or was it more than that we stayed in we stayed for two weeks we stayed in berlin for a week yeah we stayed in berlin for like yeah a week and uh so we were like let's go to mustafa's which is this uh uh Middle Eastern food that we went to a lot. It was right outside of the hostel. Yeah, and they have donors. They have like super famous donor kebabs, and we were talking about it last week. It's like those, you'll see the meat. It's like, like shaped. They call it meat. a gyro here. Yeah, yeah. They, is it called? <laughs> a gyro, that's what they call it here. I think it's a gyro. A gyro or whatever. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so over there, Mustafa's is a super famous one. We couldn't get it this it got time. Too, a little too famous. Got a little too famous little for too us, famous for so us. we had yeah. to settle for one down the street. And I can confirm that Mustafa's, there's a reason it's the famous yeah, one. It's really good. It's way better. It is really good. And then, uh, once again, cool show. The guy who made our artwork, Elrond Cantor, was there. Yeah, it was great to, to meet, meet him. him. Yeah, it was cool. super great to meet him. He, I, He's such a fantastic artist. I've been a fan of his well before he made our album art. So it was cool to meet him. Um the venue was super awesome, that Berlin venue. The show was awesome. And I remember that's the day that we realized that it's a little harder to, like, find things in Berlin because you – we needed tape. That's right. I, I feel like we um, – We take for granted here in America. T- yeah, we take yeah. for granted the convenience of things in America because at any given venue – that I go to in America, I can pretty much find some tape around it. Like I can a store that sells. Yeah. Tape. Any kind of store, maybe a yeah. Walgreens, CVS, Walmart, whatever we can find tape. I feel like here, ask me where can I get some tape right now? Where can I get some tape? Naveen? I'd be like, okay, well there's a gas station right up the street. They probably have tape. 
And if they don't, you can go a little bit past that, and there is a Dollar General. Mm-hmm. Now, past that is a CVS. And if they don't have it, then you can go. I mean, I could name 20 places. Yeah. Just that within are within, the, they're not quite walking distance. You could walk to the gas station. mile radius. Yeah. Right. Um. So we're in Berlin and I'm like, we like need tape to finish taping up our merch on the wall. And it's a city. So I'm like, surely there's a store around here. And I asked the guy working at the venue, hey, do you know where I can get some tape around here? And he's like, hmm, tape. No. Tape. I'm like, how is that no. possible? Nowhere to hey, get tape in this place. Different culture. <laughs> <laughs> different culture. Um, but Berlin, always a great day. I do. Berlin was one of the days where it was advertised that we played like an hour after we actually played. There were still quite a few people yeah. there, though. <clears throat> it was still a good show. It was a really good show. Uh, then we had a day off. And we went to Sweden. We had a day off in Sweden. Oh, yeah. And oddly enough, we went to another Mexican place. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Third Mexican restaurant <laughs> of the tour. Um, Why? <clears throat> it was... We just wanted some good old <laughs> queso cheese dip. Dude. Actually, yeah. And then uh, we had a day off there. It was kind of cold. It was really cold. We walked around Sweden a bit. Um, it's pretty... Uh, I don't They're know how to explain it. It's very slow, like small. Mm-hmm. Well, this was what city? Gothenburg. Uh, Gothenburg, right. Yeah. Oh, and I, okay, so we had the day off. The next day, the venue we played, do you remember the lunch that they gave us? It was like a five-star yeah, lunch. Yeah, it was. It was like Michelin yeah, star. Yeah, we couldn't believe the lunch. Yeah, it, it was, was crazy. Like fish with potatoes and herbs and all this. I mean, it was plated nicely yeah it was the plating it was, was like 10 out of 10 and then uh the show was cool now if we're talking about learning how to play in front of a crowd who is not very animated sweden is a great place to go <laughs> because they were pretty um immobile <laughs> i don't know the next night in sweden they were they kind of went off yeah, I know, but someone at that show, so that's the first time they've ever seen a Swedish mosh pit. Really? Like the guy who's from Sweden. Whoa. Yeah. Sweden was particularly freezing cold. Yeah. Like, uh, it was actually the next day in Stockholm that it was snowing. There was snow in there. It was snowing, yeah. yeah. There were like several feet of snow. Yeah. The next day we saw the dudes from Surreption. They came to the show. That's right. They drove far to get there. Yeah, they did. It was great to see them. What a good fucking band, Surreption. Yeah. And so, yeah, Sweden, Stockholm, another inconvenient thing. We were trying to find somewhere to do laundry. You couldn't do it. They don't have laundry there. They don't yeah. have laundromats. It's no not laundromats. We discovered. So don't yeah. try to do laundry in <laughs> Stockholm. Yeah, they don't do that. Thing. Both of those shows were cool, though. It was cool to finally see Sweden. I never had. Yeah, absolutely. Then uh, we went and headed over to Denmark. Stockholm particularly. I want to talk about that more. That was okay. like, oh, there was a, it was a straight up party at our merch booth. Yeah, it was really cool. It was cool. so much fun. Yeah. And we went to a mall that day as well. I know this is getting kind of boring. We go to malls all the time. But yeah. went to a mall and then I saw like a super tattooed guy working at the restaurant that we were eating. Yes. And I was like, this guy looks kind of metal. And I was talking to him like, hey, do you like metal? And he was like, you know, he told me yes. And then I told him about the show 
And he actually knew all the bands. He was a, a fan. He had like a Carnifex tattoo. Yeah, he had a full blown. It was on his <clears> neck. <throat> yeah. And uh, we were like, hey, we'll, we'll put you on the list. And he came to the show. He was and, front row uh, center when we played. Yeah. Cool guy. Super cool guy. And we hung out with him. And he was really appreciative that we uh, got him in. Yeah. And there was a super sick pit at that show. Was there was a pit. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. You did it. You got the Swedish Swedish people. To there move. we go. It's hard to do. You live and you learn, yeah. baby. Um. Anyth- anything else that day? Yeah, we had uh, two guys from Surreption were there. Got to hang out with them. Good time. Yeah, that was fun. They ordered uh, twenty five pizzas that day. Oh yeah, like in the day. Forget in. Yeah, because Miles was like. We need some pizzas, and I don't, something got lost Miles in translation. Miles, our tour manager. Yeah, sorry, something got lost in translation to where they thought he said each person needs a pizza, <laughs> and so there was one, one person equals one pizza, and I, even I was like, holy, oh, oh my god, yeah, that's a lot of. Pizza. I don't even think I ate one piece of pizza that day. I ate a lot. Of pizza. <laughs> I can't agree with you. There. Yeah, I didn't eat any slices of za. Yeah, it was a lot, and it was on the bus for a couple of days. <laughs> oh, that was the haunting. That was the Zaw that haunted us. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And Todd was eating the cheese off the top. Yeah, and I did that on a couple. Now I mean, I honestly, remember. there was so much pizza that you could do that, but when I saw him do that, I was like, dude, you're bumming me out right now. <laughs> I do that all <laughs> the time. I like eating the cheese <laughs> off the top of the pizza. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's a, it's a fine move, but I don't know. I just... I think I would just not eat it if I wanted to do that. I, that's disrespectful. Well, sometimes there's nothing else to eat. Yeah. And people don't want to eat gluten or whatever. Carbs. Yeah. Uh, All right. Next night. I feel like we're getting close to the end. We of are. The we tour. got two days left. So about this time, I can also guarantee. Well, this was another thing about the the Sweden shows is that I was so ready to go home. I was like, I only have 10 days at my house in between this tour and the other yeah, one. I Let's know. get the shit going. Yeah. It was fun, though. It's not that I don't have fun at the shows, but there is always that lingering thought in the back of your mind. And then there's the other thing that's coming up. In Europe, you have to, like, get all of your merch together and get it ready to send back (laughs) to Empiricon. So there's a lot leading up to, like, getting home. Well, we'll get get there. Yeah. We'll cover that. So the next show was in Denmark, and this was kind of on the outskirts. It was near the ocean. Oh, yeah. And it was kind of a big hall. And this this was like one of the bigger shows. I was pretty surprised. It was packed. It was what I would consider to be a concert. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of people there. Maybe a, a thousand? Yeah, it was a really big show. It was literally right next to the ocean as well. Like uh, <laughs> me and Robbie and Rob all walked across and went out and hung out on the wharf. It was super cool, but it was cold. But it was gorgeous. It was, uh, I was definitely happy with that show. It was fun. It's really good. It was such a fun show, yeah. But I didn't do anything that day. I just was at the venue. That's it. Yeah, it was, we were kind of close to town, but honestly, there, the catering was great. The yeah. ocean was cool to look at. It was a really chilled out show, so there was no, no reason to leave. Honestly, talking about these shows, I'm starting to feel nostalgic, even about this tour that just happened. Yeah. Like, wow, that was really cool. I want to yeah. do it again. I mean, they're both really cool. Totally. And then uh, last day, Germany, Hanover. 
that was a lot of fun. Our friend Nick came to the show. Yep. Uh, we kind of partied, got drunk. We did get a little drunk. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, if you are of the drinking kind, then you usually get a little drunk on the last night of tour. When it's <laughs> in, the Europe. Wor- in Europe, it's the worst thing to do because such a bad idea. we were getting dropped off at the airport at like 7 a.m. Right. So we obviously got drunk. We shouldn't have done it, but we did. And the thing about having to go to the airport at 7 a.m. is like I said, like you have to have all of your 7 a.m. is when you're getting off the bus. Yeah, get on. So you have to have everything that you've gathered from the tour. You know, I had to have all my, your gear. My Helan coup I had to have yeah. packed up like everything. And you've been packed. living in this thing for 30 days. Yes. So you know, you don't know where any of your shit is. And then your merch has to be ready to go taped well, up, taped up mm-hmm. to go back. Yep. Uh, but I mean, we didn't do that totally correctly uh, we had we some, never do we had more stuff than could what could fit and i literally just put a bunch of merch in a trash bag and just like threw it in the trailer and oh, i was yeah. like they're gonna yep. have to figure it out i feel bad but that's where we're at yeah and uh we packed up you know we grabbed a bunch of like european uh vinyl variants to bring them back to the states yeah. and it was a whole it's just a whole ordeal when you get to the airport in europe yeah we us. decided we were gonna just bite the bullet and carry back some vinyls to yeah. sell yes here. Which all sold. They're all gone. Yep, so they're all gone. Glad We should have took two. I know. Because th- the reason why we didn't is it's usually really expensive to fly your bags back home. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, we checked all these big bags and she wasn't charging me. Right. And then I was like, I got to also check this box of vinyl. And she's like, ooh, you're over now. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. And it was only 40 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean. thought it was going to cost a ton. Yeah. So, we... We made it through the Dusseldorf airport pretty quickly. Our flight was at like 10.30 or something. Or maybe it was a little later. But we left pretty quickly after we got to the airport. But Rob ended up getting stuck. I think Rob actually had one flight to London or somewhere in the UK. Maybe Ireland. Anyway, he the first flight was cool. But once he got to that airport, the rest of his flights got canceled. He was stuck there so, for yeah, like he two was days. Stuck. And crazy. And we had to go on tour. So Brian and Rob flew home and then they had to fly to Nashville to practice like six days later, seven days later. So they had less time at home than we did. So Rob was stuck in the airport for two extra days. I think we had already gotten home and Rob was like still still there there in the airport. We didn't know because we were on a flight. So, uh, yeah, that was, you know. Flying home is always a bummer. And then Naveen and I both got sick Yeah, from the flight. <laughs> right? Uh, we did the whole tour, felt great. And right when I got home, I'm like, I think I'm sick, man. Yeah, so we, we had planned to do a podcast in between the two tours, yeah. but we were both so sick <laughs> from the flight, of course. Yeah. Didn't get sick on the entire tour. You know, another thing that started happening in Europe, which happened at the Austin show here, is I was getting like from the air conditioning in the bus, I started getting bloody noses on stage at the beginning of tour. So I had to get like this Vicks uh, breathing machine thing. And it, I didn't even think of it having a European plug on it. So I just, I couldn't, can't use it here. Uh, So I had to get that. And, but anyway, my point with that is that I was using that the entire tour and it was helping me not get sick. 
But of course, the minute I get on a plane and come back home, I'm sick as hell for the week that we have off in between uh, tours. So it was a little bit of a, bum- of a bummer. It was a, it was a we bit of a bummer. <clears throat> having to go out again on tour quick. And it was just starting to get nice in Nashville weather. It was. Super, super killer. And we had to film. So as soon as uh, Rob and Brian got here, we filmed the Sirius XM performance that we yeah. did, the liquid metal performance, if any of you guys have seen that. Uh, if you haven't, you should go and watch it on YouTube. Uh, we shot it in our studio. Um, it was fun. It was sure. awesome. Really good time. And then Naveen, had, Naveen stayed up one of the nights on the Whitechapel tour editing that video until like five o'clock in our hotel room. So yeah. live in the dream. Just live in the dream, man. At the end Can't of the day, complain. that's what we were doing is living the dream. You know, that's doing, true. That's the shit that I want to do. That's what I want to be doing with my life. Yeah. It's nice to be busy with something that you, you really care about. Mm-hmm. So can't complain about that. That's my one tip to uh, young people out there. Cause it is my birthday today. Tomorrow. But when this podcast uh, when comes the out, podcast comes it'll out. be yeah. my birthday. True. And uh, I'm 38 and old. Just kidding. But my tip would be to do spend your time doing something that you like doing. Yeah. Nothing else matters. True that. So that's a, a little tip for you guys. All right. Well, that is that concludes the European tour. All in all, great time. Yeah. It was a fantastic tour. It's... You know, thank you to our friends in Archspire who took us around the world over the last year. And we'll, uh, we'll I saw a funny meme about that. It was like, bands, we're going on a world tour. And then it was like, the world tour. And it's the <laughs> whole world. And then it's in red, the US and Europe. Yeah. <laughs> but for real, uh, you know, we'll talk about this more because, of course, Archspire was also on the Whitechapel tour that we just did. But those guys, they are like family to us. I love yeah. every single person in that band very much and their crew. Yeah. Uh, so, Well, that was fun. I feel like we left out a lot. You want to go over the dates again? <laughs> yeah, let's go back over it. All right. So we uh, <laughs> This will be fun when we've... we're 74 and we can just kind of go back and remember the stuff that, you know, it's like a, it's an audio journal. Of everything yeah. that happened on this tour. It's actually really cool because on uh, all the other, on the other uh, two European, the last two European tours that we've done, I took a little journal. Oh yeah, you had phone. like this. Um, little photo journal. Right. So I didn't do that this time, but we did the recap. So that's going to have course. to do. Well, ideally one day we can just do a couple of uh, European podcasts. We were selling our merch on yeah, this tour. It made it... Um, it was a very busy tour. Like I said, I didn't even really stay up late most nights because I was trying to preserve my voice and because we were selling merch every day. And that adds, that's a whole other added thing yeah. to do. It's a lot. But man. I mean, it's a lot. it was so much fun. Like Naveen just said, you know, I feel very lucky every day that we get to work doing something that both of us have really worked towards since we were really really young kids um i'm really proud of everything we've been able to do and we wouldn't be able to do it without people who listen to our music and people who support us so thank you guys so much for you know listening to the podcast listening to the band buying our merch yeah uh if you were there on the european tour we'll get to the u.s tour but thank you so much for coming out to a show it's seriously amazing um, supporting all of it yeah how long we've we been going for uh, about an hour 
an right. hour already. All right, let's hit some questions and then we'll call it a day. Yeah. Let's just do like one or two. Unless you want to keep going, Chance. We'll just do a couple. Yeah. All right. Uh, first off, Lycan Lord asks, uh, is there any chance that we'll ever see Naveen play guitar live? We've talked about that, dude. We talk about it a lot, actually. Uh, <laughs> it's Do mainly it. a jo- a joke between me and Rob. If I if anything happens to like my foot or something like that, you know, like if I break a foot or something, you know, then we're gonna get a fill in on drums, and I'm gonna rip guitar. Or if one of the guys you know, <coughs> can't make it, maybe you know, maybe we'll we'll see what happens. Naveen's praying that <laughs> that's one my day dream. He gets to. Yeah, that's my dream. Who knows? Never say never, but probably. I'd say yeah, for sure. At some point, I'm <laughs> Whoa, try it chill out. out. <laughs> Why can't I give it a try? I want to try it out, dude. Well, because then we have to replace you on drums, which is um yeah. hard to do. <laughs> but it would be sick. I'll let it you get sick. away with saying that since your birthday is today or tomorrow. Yeah. All right, uh, next up, Amber asks, uh, what are y'all's favorite concept albums? Favorite okay. concept albums? I mean, Soul Niger. Is it a concept, though? Well, it is musically. Yeah. It all runs together. It is a concept. It's about aliens. Really? Because I've, I've read Skim through the lyrics. Yeah. It's, and it seems like there's... Well, it's about, like... Differing topics. Well, you should I don't skim know that. through them again. Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's a good one. Obviously. Uh, I like Tommy, which is uh, the original concept album by The Who. Um, you know, a lot of bands have put out good concept albums. I don't know. I would probably have to go with Joe's Garage. Oh, yeah, Joe's Garage. My f- f- That was the first concept album I think I really got into. Frank Zappa, mm-hmm. by the way, if you didn't know that. Is Dark Side of the Moon a concept album? Um, I don't know. I really got into Pink Floyd that much. I, l- I love that album. But... uh. Yeah, Joe's Garage is a cool story, and it's about a dystopian future when music is illegal, and a guy starts a band and gets arrested, and he goes to jail, and he forms a band in his head. It's pretty cool. So, I like the concept, and I like the album a lot. That would probably yeah. be my... I don't know. I haven't... I'll, give me... I'll. Yeah, I guess off the top of my head, it's probably Soul Niger, but maybe I'll think of something else for next week. Yeah, the we, thing we is, can't that I don't say really Soul reson- for Yeah, because I, I know because I don't really also resonate with like the alien. Yeah. Part of it. <clears throat> True that. All right. Uh, next up, uh, Ricky Avocado asks. Uh, so I was listening to Dark Future, and I noticed that the intro to White Noise has a very similar melody to the intro in In Purgatory. Was this intentional? Yeah. <coughs> uh, yes. There's another riff, actually. It's not the intro. Oh, wait. Black Static is first and then White Noise, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> yeah, it's similar to the riff in Absolute Zero. This person said in Purgatory. Yeah. Well, I don't really know what he's talking about. But there is the same riff. The first riff. There is literally the same riff in both of those songs. The is the riff from White Noise. That's like it's the same riff. Yeah. So that is literally the same, but he's referencing. Also, fun fact: I tried. I did not want that riff to be in the song. Yeah. And in hindsight, that riff's too hard to play. 
So. Yeah, word on the street is that it's really hard to play. But that's beside and that's why the next <clears throat> album that we make is going to be completely adult, contemporary, yeah, Christian right. rock music. Active rock. Yes. Uh, power chord. <laughs> <laughs> Not a joke. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe the Christian part. The rest of it. Yeah, the rest. Of it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. We will see. You never know with us. We say one thing and then it comes out of a, a million Hey, other no things. bad ideas. No bad ideas. Yeah, that's you our know? new thing. Because uh, on tour, Dean said that. We were like brainstorming something and he's like, all right, guys, no bad no ideas. No bad ideas. And, like, and I'm like, that's a good. And I now like we, that. we've run with that. Yeah, we've definitely run with that. Yeah. Because Chani and I get a lot of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> and we we don't think any of them are bad, apparently, because we yeah. put them all in motion. But you're just, you know, you're hashing stuff out. I think it's I think it is important to have a lot of ideas. Oh, 100%. It doesn't mean that you're going to do them all, but yeah, you got to get through the good ideas to get to the great one. We actually said that last week when we were on a call with our management. We were like, no bad ideas here. We were just brainstorming. Yeah. That's how now we're like, I think it's a really good tool to utilize. I agree. No bad ideas. All right. No bad ideas. Nothing stupid here. Mm -mm. Just say anything you feel and we'll run with it. We'll, We'll start to figure out what actually is the dumb idea and we'll leave that one behind. But let's at least say it. And it worked. We came up with a lot of good ideas on that. Yeah. Brainstorming session. There we go. Bada bing. Yep. Any more questions? Uh, yeah, I've got a good one to go out on. Okay. Uh, Rob McCambridge asks, tacos or burritos? Uh, he's asked this before. It's obviously burritos. It's burritos. It's obviously burritos. Uh, Naveen is Californian. Did you think yeah. that you were going to get any so other So tacos are great. Don't get me wrong. But... I mean, a burrito just has so much oh, more going I want, on. Now I it. want a burrito. What yeah. about you, Naveen? I want one, but I'm not going to eat one. Yeah, no. Yeah. I'm trying to detox. But anyway, we didn't even talk about the new studio. Check it out. It's looking good back here. Yeah. We painted the walls black. And we got some new lighting, some up lights. Living out our goth kid fantasies. Yeah, it's it's a work in progress still. It but is. I think it's a step in a... Good direction. Well, we talked about this on the pre-show. You guys can't see the rest of the room where it hasn't been finished yet. Yeah. Looks like absolute but, uh, crap. Yeah. We're trying to uh, improve this podcast, make it better for you guys, make it better for... A little easier on the eyes. A little easier on the eyes. Yeah. Cooler for the co- the content. Because, you know, we're just content creating <laughs> up in here, so... <laughs> wow. <laughs> content creator household. It, we are a content creator household. Wow. You know, in some ways we are. In well, some ways we are. That's funny. So, all right, Naveen, you got, do you have any, uh, do you want to send them out with another piece of knowledge on your, uh, another wor- for word your birthday? Um, I feel like I should if you're putting me on the spot. And then we'll close on that. We'll roll it out. Yeah, I'd say do, do spend time doing what you love. That's the most important. Naveen's rules to live by. And uh, secondly, I I think not accruing debt is pretty good too. Uh, That's. Stay away from debt. Seriously, man. Just bite the bullet and pay for whatever. Pay for that shit. It feels good to not have debt. It it, it doesn't feel as good when you can't immediately get all the stuff you want. But. um, You know what? It's something. I mean, I'm being realistic. Obviously, there's certain things that we can't just outright buy, but. If you want a freaking guitar, 
Just save up and buy the guitar. Yeah, don't let don't get on American Musical and don't be like, yeah, I'm going to do five no, monthly payments of six hundred and forty nine dollars. Because I yeah. was looking at Sweetwater, they give you the ability to sometimes you can pay like a thousand dollars for the next twenty four months and get like a really sick piece of gear. Yeah. But but I mean, do we need to do that? I, I wouldn't know. do it. Just uh, you, save know, up you know, you know, it's crazy money. actually, Cheney. We haven't had any. Uh, we've when we paid off those debts, mm -hmm. that was like five years ago. Yeah. So we haven't had any debt for like five years. That is true. So you know, it's and it's sweet. helped. If any of you out there have like a creative endeavor that you're working toward. So it was very important for us to pay off the debt in our band because now all of the money that we make, rather than it having to go toward all of these like past Random due debts, debts, we just reinvest the money back into the band. Yeah. So, you know, reinvest making that money. That's what enables us. So we have, you know, we can buy things for the podcast. There are lights yeah. and this paint that you see, you know, that's all from reinvestment and not having that many debts. So it's really, really helped us. It's benefited us a lot. That's how we built our studio. And, and there's lots of different ways to do that, to achieve that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not like a financial advisor, but I'd say look into it. Yeah. Budgeting is what got us out of yeah. debt. We should probably do that again. But <laughs> so once we were <laughs> out of the debt, it was like, cool, we're good now. Re yeah. Reconfigure that. Like, we did our budget. <laughs> now it's time to party. Yeah. <laughs> I did my budget. <laughs> yeah. All right. Those are Naveen's two rules to live by right before his birthday. I'd say those are pretty good for now. They're really uh, good. I'll get you guys. I'll holler at you guys with some more. All right. Sending love to all y'all out there. Next week, we'll start talking about the U.S. tour. We're going to go through Hope it. you enjoyed hearing about our Euro tour. Have a great week, you guys. Much love. We will see you guys later. Good vibes only. Peace.